Hello, welcome to Campus Under the Sun. It's your host, Tituan, for CKUT. Today I'm in the company of my good friend Oriane to discuss her summer experiences, including her summer course last summer and an internship at a nonprofit this year. So, hello Oriane, how are you doing? Hi Tituan, I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming. Um, so what I propose to you here is that we can first talk about last year and your experience of taking a class during the summer. And then we can discuss your current summer experience, so your internship, and also tackle why you're not taking a class this, this summer and how the internship in general is part of the summer experience for students. Sounds good to me. Great. So let's hit it. What motivated you to take a class last year? Yeah, so the class I took was Psych 305. It's one of my required class for my Psych major. Um, I took it because I wanted to complete all my required classes during my first year um, in order to like actually get going and take other classes at other levels in my second year in my Psych degree. Um, so yeah, that's the main reason why. Um, okay, no, that's really interesting because um, what I was talking about in my first episodes um, was how I felt like um, students were mostly focusing on electives uh, rather than like very specific courses because uh, you just don't really know what's going to happen. So I guess I'm wondering how easy was it to like find and take this class and did you take it because it was available or I guess in your case it's different because it's one of your major's requirements. Maybe we can just talk about why this year you're not taking any class. Like is it because you couldn't find any that was really fitting your interest and your major's requirement? Yeah so um, the way I'm doing my degree is that I'm gonna take an extra semester um, after my three years. Um, and as of right now, I'm good with like four classes per semester. And if I take an extra one this summer, I will end up with three classes at some point, which means that I won't be full time anymore. Um, so that's why like I didn't need to take a, like a class this summer because I'm good considering my future plans in the future semesters. So yeah, I didn't really need it. So I didn't take. That's fair. Um, so I think we can talk briefly about how it's important to be a full-time student for so many reasons, like if you have a grant or just it's like one of the requirements of the study permits, etc. So it's another calculation of taking class during the summer. I mean, especially for you who's already set on doing an extra semester and how, yeah, you technically can't um, take less than four classes. So that's also something to, to take into account. Um, now I'm wondering what was it like for you to take a class like during the summer? How was that experience? How was being on campus over the summer? So it was really interesting because I started my um, degree at McGill in September 2021. So the pandemic was still on the way and I ended up doing my entire first year online. So first semester, second semester, completely online. I was on campus to like go to the library and everything, but I had never 
like I've never taken a class in person before this summer class last May. Um, so it was very new for me because it was my first time on campus, my first time in in class, my first time seeing a professor and meeting other classmates. So that was a bit stressful, um, actually going back to school after so many years of Zoom classes. Um, I must say it was like a bit intense at the beginning because when you take a summer class, it's very condensed. So you have like three hours of class every day during uh, like one month and you have constant assignments and exams and everything. So you really need to be focused on that one class. Um, so yeah, it was it was a challenge because as I said, like going from Zoom classes to three hours a day of being in person, um, like it was challenging at times, but it also allowed me to meet people for the first time at McGill and like study with them and talk to my prof and everything. So it was it was really nice. My next question is how. So you were just saying that you were interacting with students with like possible friends for the first time, like on campus. How was that experience compared to what you know now, now that you've had like other courses in person this year? And like, do you think the summer time, a summer course is a good way to make friends considering that it's smaller groups or is it maybe different or challenging because it's just so intense and so you mostly focused on work? No, for sure. It's a great way to make friends because compared to like the fall semester, for example, you see the same people every day and it's like your main, main interaction for one month. So it's way easier to like talk to people and make friends because it's not like you're seeing them like once like every two days and then you have to run to your other classes. No, like you are always with them. And compared to like the winter semester, you have so much more things to do on campus in the summer. So it's much easier to just like go for coffee after class or like go for lunch or something. Whereas in the winter, like you just want to go home um, given like the weather and everything. So um, no, I would say it's a really great way to make friends um to take a class in the yeah. summer very cool um you just mentioned that there's so much to do on campus during the summer can you elaborate on that because um like i've never taken a class during the summer but i feel like clubs are not really going on so it's mostly like just hanging out on campus because the weather is so nice yeah like when i say there is so much to do on campus i'm mostly mean like there's the hot dog station and like the weather is nice so you can just lay on the on the grass and everything um that's mostly what I was referring to and what we used to do um last May but also just like around campus so, like in Montreal there's so much like events and like cultural festivals going on that you can just like take a study break and go to and just walk around and just hang out that is very true um so I've been going to campus just to work a bit this month and I've seen so many people, I mean, not so many, but the library is mostly empty, but people are outside enjoying the sun. And that's a very different vibe from like the winter, of course. Um, 
but it's just a very different atmosphere and it seems very much relaxed as like from my point of view of someone who's not doing anything at McGill right now. Do you have like any particular moment that stays in mind for you of your experience last year? Um, let me think. I mean, you just mentioned that you were interacting with profs mostly, or maybe a witch it's just uh, hanging out in the sun, honestly. I think that's very much part of the summer experience. Yeah, I would say there's not one specific moment that stuck with me. Because um, honestly, it went by very fast because you're really busy. So um, to me, it's just like an overall like memory of just like hanging out and like Montreal being alive again and like being on campus and like going to class. No, actually I do have a moment that I remember <laughs> is just getting lost um, all the time in, uh, I think it was Frank Dawson building or something. It was a maze and I would always get lost to like go to class or like get out of class or go to the exams and everything. And Yeah, I guess it's part of the McGill's experience. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really ask for directions if there's no one around. And constructions. Fair enough. <laughs> McGill and Montreal. Um, do you have any advice for um, a student taking a summer class? Uh, or anything you wish you'd known before? Um, I would not recommend taking two summer classes in the same month because it gets really intense and like three hours of class a day um like it, it's it's a lot because then you have to go home and like do like your assignments and everything so um, I would recommend like stocking with like one class per month if you want to take a summer semester and otherwise try to stay focused on your class because it was easy to get distracted because uh, as I said like it is May Montreal is being alive again. There's a lot of things going on. And most of the time, I just wanted to like go out for picnics and like just go out rather than study because it's so nice out. So, yeah, stay focused and like. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's actually the perfect transition because I know that this year you went on vacation. So I'm wondering how maybe necessary it was on how it can be hard to just do like full semester, winter semester, and then keep going with another extra month or two. Yeah. Um, I would say like, I feel like there's a lot of expectations on us as students to first off, like complete our semester, pass our semesters. If you don't, then like, so I know some people that just like fail a class and then have to, take it again in the summer so like they don't really get a break and as soon as you're done with school you always have to like I mean you're expected to like get an internship or like go to work and like pay off your semesters and everything so for years I just I like, kept on going and I was like I need a break at some point so I was like, I'm just gonna take those two weeks in May since I'm not taking a class this semester I have less constraints so I just needed like this break, this two weeks break um, that we also don't really get during the semester itself. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of schools have like spring breaks that last like three weeks 
uh, breaks during the fall semester that we don't have either. So. Not at Miguel. Yeah, it's always important, I would say, to like take a break, especially after like two semesters, and then just after that you're more like relaxed to do whatever you want to do for the rest of the summer, whether it is walking or like your internship or whatever. It's just a good way to recharge and get started again. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense because yeah, exactly. Always grinding, whether it's for school or just to pay for school, because that's also a major reason why students take a summer semester or an extra semester because at some point you get to work to actually pay for your studies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this summer you're doing an internship, which is something I'm also doing, and yet I haven't mentioned it in my first episodes. I guess it was just so obvious. I should have because it's very much part of the summer experience for students too. Like, internships are so valuable whether they're paid or not. Um, but um, also it's good to like keep a certain rhythm because of course like you've been on vacation a break is absolutely necessary at some point but when you're working so much for so long taking classes during the fall the winter and then you get to the end of of April you're done with your exams and it can be a bit weird and disturbing to just be like okay what do I do with my life now because, of course, you, you need to get a job, probably, or just... I mean, there's always so much happening and so much to do, but it could be, yeah, disturbing to get out of that slope, I guess. So, yeah, why are you taking... um Or why are you doing an internship this summer? Like, what are the motivations behind that? And also, you can talk about how you gain academic credits for that. Yeah, so, as you said, the main reason why I'm doing this internship is for academic credits. So it's as part of my minor in social entrepreneurship at Deshotel. Um So the requirements for this specific internship, with which was sent for 99 or something, um, the requirements are very loose. Um, it was just asking for like 150 hours of work in something related to social entrepreneurship, which is very broad. Um, I must say, however, that it had been a real challenge to find an internship for me and for most people I know, uh, which I wasn't expecting. Um, But after many tries, I found one at The Grip, um, which is a nonprofit based in Montreal. Um, it's a community organization that works for harm reduction related to the use of drugs. Um, and this, the group mostly operates in different events and mostly festivals. So um, you were talking about the importance of having a rhythm and keeping a certain pace over the summer. And I must say that it, it can get pretty intense because like my hours are very, very different from like a nine to five because when you walk on this type of events and everything, your hours are mostly like happening in the in the weekend or at night. So for example, last week I was walking like night shifts every night and coming home at 4 a.m., uh, which is fun sometimes because you get to go to events and everything, but it certainly like 
disrupted my <laughs> initial rhythm a bit. But um, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, no, that sounds um, like a different kind of rhythm for sure. Coming yeah. back at 4 a.m. Um, did you find it easy to like set everything up to get the academic credits for it? I mean, if it was straight up part of your minor, that's maybe easier. Yeah, so um, as part of my minor, we have a lot of supervising. Um, so I have my supervisor that has been helping me, um, just like writing all the forms and everything. Um, the arts internship office also has been very helpful and responsive in turning in the paperwork in time. Um, yeah, just like everyone working in this department and in the arts internship office has been really helpful. Um, they also offer a lot of training for your internship and yeah like throughout the summer I think they are like organizing workshops and everything to make sure you make the most of your experience um they like my internship is unpaid and I know they also offer some grants and funds for students that are taking on uh, unpaid internships unfortunately I um I my internship got confirmed too late for me to apply for these funds, but it's also like very valuable. So you don't have to um, have this constant worry of taking on a paid internship, but then not making money, um, which can be uh, refractory for students in taking this internship. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. That's, uh, that can be a big like barrier to... Big turn off. Yeah. Like it, it can be become difficult to, to take an unpaid internship for for students for sure. Like we are definitely privileged that we can do that. That we can just like work part time uh, during this time, and that's also that's been my experience too. Uh, it's been quite very easy to get the credits um, for for the internship. I've been just emailing a prof from um, the arts internship office, um, and so even though it wasn't part of my degree, like I'm taking that as an elective, which still has to be associated with a department. So I'm taking it with the English department. And even though it's not um, directly related to literature, like no one said anything, like you got to present a project that makes sense, that's coherent, but um, everyone is super helpful for sure. And in the end, I think that's also very much part of the internship of like finding a project that's interesting for you. And so I guess at McGill, they encourage that, but also that's what makes you makes it valuable because it's practical knowledge that you get from doing something you actually want to do and learn. And so it is really cool. Um, yeah. Do you want to add anything about how your internship is going? Like, have you... Did it challenge your expectations of what it was going to be? I I guess it's so strange that it's so different from a 9 to 5. I would say that I started my internship with not much expectations, um, but I have been surprised still. Um, first of all, I'm mostly interacting with people from Quebec, uh, so Quebecois, and it has been really valuable because... I know that around McGill, I t 
tend to stick with um, French people or like my roommates or people that are more similar to me and less people from Quebec. And this has been super valuable because I feel like I'm discovering a whole new vibe of people. And I'm also discovering a new side of Montreal and I'm going to events that I would have not gone to if it wasn't for this internship. So yeah, it's a lot of discovering and it's it's very interesting. That's very true because McGill is such an anglophone international bubble in Montreal, even though Montreal is very much like a diverse city. Um, yeah, so just like seeing something else of the city through an internship, like that must be really interesting. Um, do you actually want to talk more about your internship and what you're doing and what the grip is doing? Yeah, so when talking about challenge, challenging uh, things, um, I would say that even though I am mostly open to like the subject of drug use and like drug abuse also, um, working at the grip made me realize that they, there is a lot of things we need to unlearn about um, the criminalization of drugs. So the approach of the grip is that despite drug criminalization, people are going to use drugs anyway. So like when I talk to people and I said that we have a service of substance analysis and we are present on most festivals, they wonder, they're like, but isn't dr like, aren't drugs not allowed on the site of the festival? And I'm like, yes, but do you think that people are not going to bring drugs anyway. And I'm like, people are going to use no matter what, even though it is, um, it is forbidden to bring drugs on like any festival site, it's going to happen anyway. So at this point, might as well make it safer um, and prevent overdose. So it's a very progressive approach that has been seen in the UK mostly and in Spain and Portugal, and it, it is picking up quite a lot in, in Montreal and in Canada. The GRIP has actually been founded 25 years ago, so it, it's been underway for a while. Um, and so, yeah, we allow people to make um, informed decisions about what they consume. We don't promote the use of drugs, but we want to share knowledge and allow them to make whatever decision they want to make but while being informed. So what the substance analysis service is doing is that we have different technologies that allow us to detect all the compounds that can be found in a drug. Um, and we inform the user of what has been found and then allow them to make their own choices. We're going to inform them of what each compound is doing and then it is up to them to consume it or not but at least we like we've told them we also give away material safe material that has been provided and funded by um, Santé Canada in order to reduce um, the spread of ITSS so um, yeah it, it's very interesting and it has been challenging also for me because It, it goes against most of what I have read in the media is that drugs are bad and should be forbidden and everything. It's a really 
new and different approach that um, that can be challenging to understand for some people and yeah because it, it's challenging pre-existing prejudices and beliefs that most people have regarding drug use no that's so important um yeah so basically if i can sum it up the grip is giving out information like teaching people telling people and doing uh tests on on the drugs that people bring them that they're going to consume anyway yeah um it's one of the service we provide the substance analysis Mm -hmm. um we also have other like as i said we give away materials um we also work for um safe for yeah safe sex safe uh hearing everything so you'll see us on festivals giving away giving away um earbuds earplugs and um like condoms and everything and we also just like make sure everyone is safe basically like we just walk around the site and like talk to people that look intoxicated and make sure that like everything's going well for them and if there is anything if anyone is just need to rest or like take a break because being consuming a substance on on a festival can be very like overstimulating and some people are not having a, a good experience with that and if not, we can bring them back to our tent and talk to them and help them go through whatever bad experience they're having. So we kind of provide a safe place um, for them. We are non non-judgmental. We yeah, we walk to make sure everyone is potting safely, um, which I think is important because it's a very different approach from what the medic or security guards will have on festivals yeah yeah that sounds like a very different approach but also one that is completely necessary we actually work with them with the medic and the security guards it's it's like a teamwork so we don't like whoever come to our services is also sometimes referred to the medic and the medic sometimes refer people to us so it's really a teamwork and People are aware that we are on the site. Like we are being invited by the festival organizers, so they know that the van is here, and no one is gonna wait for them. No one is gonna wait for people coming to our service. Um, like you mean the police is not. Gonna the do police any is arrests. not gonna be waiting outside of the van to like arrest people. So it's really there is a lot of agreements underneath these services. Um, to make sure it's like coherent and, and safe for everyone. Yeah, so it's completely complementary to like other security services. Absolutely. It's, it's very great. Um, it's very completely different from like what we just talked about before, like the summer class, the summer term. And I think that's why internships are also great. It's still related. You're still gaining academic credits for it. Uh, and yet... Uh, you are evolving right now in a completely different area and just, yeah, it's completely different from school. Internships are just a great way to gain practical knowledge and also do something different and do something good, I want to say. And especially because it's at a non-profit, 
yeah, it's just such important work for, for everyone. Um, do you have any concluding thoughts? Do you have any advice for like um, getting an internship? We talked about how hard that was. Yeah, so um, for getting an internship, it can be challenging. I would say just don't get discouraged. Just keep on trying. Um, I started in January asking out everywhere. Um, it's a lot of rejection, a lot of non-responses, but you gotta, like, if you need that internship and if you want it, you, you gotta keep on trying for as long as you can, um, no matter how many rejections you're gonna get. And I would say also, like, be open to everything because at first I feel like everyone starts to look for an internship that is highly related to the field and the more rejections we get the more we open up our um, expectations and what we're looking for and I think it's very great because I would not have initially applied for this internship if if it, if it wasn't for all the rejections I had gotten before and I'm great I ended up here because it, it's such a great experience. So yeah, I would just say don't get discouraged. Keep on trying and talk about your internship to people. When you're looking for one, talk to people around you. No matter who it is, like you never know. Like Anyone can have advices for you or like contacts that they are willing to put you uh, in contact with. So just like talk to everyone. Say that you're looking for an internship and... Just try to make connections with literally everyone and that's how you're going to get more um, links with possible uh, internships and everything. So mm, That's very true. Maybe someone like saw an opportunity that's not for them, but maybe it'll fit, it'll fit your, your profile. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was my pleasure to have you and to talk to you. That was so enriching. Thank you so much, Ariane. Thank you for having me. That was Campus Under the Sun. Thank you for listening. We will see more people in the next episode. Till next time, enjoy the sun. <laughs>